Hey, let me tell you this again. I could have been one of the most notorious I got paid by the king and his grace. It's so glorious. I could have been one of the most devastating I got paid by the king and his love. It's everlasting. All right. Everybody, welcome once again to Unedited Portland, home of my friends, live today again from the Someday Lounge, home of the party. And what I have with me today is a comedian, local host of many a venue, parties, entertainment sets, Mr. Richie Stratton. Yep, that's me. I'm a host of many things. And I will switch out our uh, intro so people may uh, enjoy the Christmas music that we have to listen to a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's some jazzy Christmas music going on at Sunday right now. It's pretty nice. It's very festive. It's been uh, Frank Sinatra. So, I mean, it's going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I love crooner Christmases. Oh, it's good. It's good. So for everybody that may not be familiar with Richie Stratton as a name, uh, (laughs) let's remind people (coughs) some of the places they may catch you. Um. You're still a host at the Sinferno? At Dante's, yes, Inferno at Dante's. Starting uh, Sundays. Uh, it starts at 11 and goes till the bar closes. Okay, so that's a good, it's a good uh, local, uh, pretty iconic Portland event. So oh, yeah. They, they mimicked it on Grimm, so I was like, that ha- it has to be important. Right? right? Well, it's true, and uh, actually my bar, the Shanghai Tunnel, was also uh, featured on the television show Grimm. That is so, yeah, it, it was like, that show. It was like a 15-second murder scene where they murdered a bartender in the upstairs. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really, you know. It has always been my dream, and this is a real thing. I really, really, really want to be a dead body. On, on like, Grimm? On Grimm or, or on any, for, any forensic show, like CSI, like, uh, like uh, what is it? Um, Bones. Bones would be fun. Okay. Something like that, but I've always wanted to be a victim. Just someone and they come across. Th- th- and then they have to splay you out on the table and right. autopsy you and, and then stuff they explain like your gruesome death. Like, oh, God. He was trying to catch the max, but he fell off the rail. Something fun like that. Like, yeah. Criminal Minds would be a good one, because they really, they they have some of the most disturbing murders is, is in Criminal Minds. Right, like a TriMet officer abducts you and gets you on a runaway TriMet max train. Oh, something like that, and you know, and then just it just does horrible things to me, and they, right. just, they just read all these terrible horrific things that w- were done to me it's too bad i so it's it's actually a goal it's gonna happen someday i'm going to be a dead body on a show that's uh, well and you know what they always say it's good to have goals so that is my goal i believe uh that to be true so what i usually do around here is uh let people know who you are get mm-hmm. you kind of brought up to speed with uh your involvement with the city and sure. then we'll discuss um our fair town yeah and uh Love Portland. Just officially moved here, so. And then play a little game called Questions with Mikkel. Okay. And uh, we'll be done. Sounds you know? sounds groovy. So, uh, the first question usually is, are you Richie, originally from Portland? I am not. I am not originally from Portland. Uh, my mother, it was a Californian, and I and she was in the military. Okay. My pops. I was born in Germany, in Frankfurt, Germany, actually, on an American airbase. And uh, wow. Then mom came up here, and I was about two when we finally got back up here. When when my mom settled here, and then I've been living in Vancouver and Portland since I was two. Wow. Okay. So native to the area, 
but originally I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a foreign I'm an American citizen born abroad. Wow. Did you have the option at any point for dual citizenship? Dude, I think I still have the option. Uh, but I, I just never looked into it. I would look into it just cuz that just I mean that seems like an advantage, you know. Well, yeah, cuz if well, I'm thinking in case like a plane gets hijacked, it's like, nope, not an American, I'm a German. I'm German. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, you have no problem with us. <laughs> I hate those guys too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, but yeah, okay. So in the area, uh, Vancouver, are you then maybe a Trailblazer fan? Do you like the Trailblazers? Oh, You're not really a sports guy, are you? I am not a sp- I like UFC fighting and, and stuff like that. And Who's like, your guy in that? Is there is there a big UFC fighter? I know nothing about it. Really. Oh, really? I just, uh, whatever Joe Rogan spouts on his podcast. I'm yeah, afraid. pretty much. It's, uh, I don't know. I love, I love watching it. I'm trying to think of a guy that... Well, I'm really happy Brock Lesnar is is kind of out of it now, so that's good. He was going to play until his legs fell off. Oh, uh, he he's just this. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have a particularly favorite guy. I just like watching people beat the crap out of each other. No, I have very secondhand information. Did I hear Manny Pacquiao got knocked out like recently? Is that like a big deal? No, really. I don't know. That I, is a big deal because he. I mean, first he had a he did a fight and it was a bad call. And they said the other guy won when when you watch the fight he clearly well, was enough, trouncing right the other enough guy. punches because it's, it's about punches and it, stuff like it that. is yeah. and, but I guess if he just got knocked down I didn't hear about this I, I knew he was on Jimmy Kimmel like yeah. promoting the fight I and feel then, like it was news that got ignored because of a shooting that occurred last night well in, there is that in the mall which, that, that tragedy that which happened unedited happened so that would be ironic if I didn't mention that yeah but that's enough I don't like to give publicity to those assholes so no well, but sad yeah it was, it's horrible yeah it was, it was really they interviewed Interviewed the mall Santa. Did you did you see that as Santa? Oh yeah, yeah that, yeah. That blew my mind. It blew it. It was really odd. You know, it just kind of surreal the whole yeah. the whole experience. So that was yesterday. So I think maybe it might that might have happened in the sports world, but we got we kind of got blacked out from any other news. Well, it is kind of and, important. But I don't know yeah. if that if I was just because I was listening to Adam Carolla and I thought I heard somebody say that, but oh my god, I was doing other things. I at cannot the same time, believe so. Pacquiao got knocked out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe we're making that up. So, or maybe oh, okay. we're predictors. Maybe his fight's tomorrow. And then we're just... And we're like the soothsayers. Okay. I would really... <laughs> or he shows back up into Portland and comes and finds us. And I like, Yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I would hey, be very scared hey, of that man. Where's your German friend? Where's my... Ger- uh, he's, he's busy. He's yeah. busy, yeah. So, um, that's cool, man. Well, the Trailblazers are a big deal here to some people. Yeah. Just uh, They're great. Um, just checking with you. Moment of pride. Um... Outside of that, I mean, did you go to school in the Portland area, or did you go to school in the Vancouver? Vancouver. Wow. Like, I, Do you have to hide that sometimes from some people? Some, you know, no one really cares. Every, <laughs> they, they like to make funny and call it Vantucky or something like that, but I grew up in Vancouver pretty much right. my entire life. I mean, and I grew up north of there in Washington, and I think we called it Vantucky, so. Yeah, you call it, no <laughs> one no one really respects the Vancouver. Yeah. It's great. You know, I understand. Yeah. I mean, they they don't wear flannel. Ironically, they actually they they, they, they need useful. it. It's cold. Yeah. Carhartt yeah. is an is a is a good brand to use. Yeah. Oh, they they last forever. It's they, a good, reliable product. Carhartt. I mean, that, and in honesty, that's what we all want in America. Sure. Right? I mean, that's sure. why we buy expensive cars that really aren't that great because we want anyway. I don't know. We want we want quality. That's why you buy Japanese. No. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Um. All right. Well, so Vantucky. You know, uh, Portland. The Couve, the and then Couve. people call it the Couve, which is like ridiculous. You shouldn't call it that unless you're from there, right? And then, and then somehow that gets extended to Vancouver, Canada, and I'm like, really? You guys are claiming Couve now too? Like, I guess so. Yeah. That just seems that seems weird, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't film this because I awkwardly tried to sit where there was no back to this chair. 
That would have been funny. You um, almost went right through the luchador guy behind you. <laughs> he would have been upset. Oh man, you're right. There you go. Yeah, there's a there's a dude a, in a, a in a dressed a nicely mask. with a with a luchador mask on, ready to fight. I love I with, love the with, local art in Portland with Buddha behind him, and is, and is that, I thought that was Jesus. No, that's that's Buddha. That's Buddha. And then, but there's a, very, a cross. Yes, it's a very skinny Buddha. It's a lot going on in that painting. Okay. All right. Well, that was good visual humor for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, if we ate on this show, then we'd be two for two. We'd have it all. Yeah. I don't have any chips or anything. Oh, man. Although, I see some form of food that's a pretzel, it looks like, under the couch there. Um, I am not going to eat that. Okay. I'm well, not. But thanks for thanks hey, for throwing that out there. there. It was yeah. out there. You know, let's, let's, let's keep it real. All right. Well, um... Did you play any sports in high school? Was that ever a thing? I, I was a long distance runner. <laughs> I, I you just uh, ran away from things. I was very good at running away from things. You know, oh god, I could. You know, I did the mile. I did all right. Um, but I was a Boy Scout. That was how I spent my youth. I like okay. camped and I wore the short shorts. I never got molested. But yeah, I got around and I had a. I was a Boy Scout. I was a very avid, active Boy Scout. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did some scouting. I didn't make it all the way to the level of uh, Boy Scout. I made a third level Weeblos. Oh, third level Weeblos. I got my Arrow of Light from. I I I started off. I did a Wolf Bear. Did my Weeblos thing. Yeah. Got my Arrow of Light. Moved on. Got to Star Scout. Wow. In scouting. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. I I looked back and was like, it, just enough with the kerchief. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know about it. The little handkerchief thing. Yeah, I could I could live without the handkerchief and the. You know what, what really bugged me was the the pants because the shorts when you sit in those shorts they it makes it, it look like you're wearing tidy greenies like yeah. they're just real and they tent like really really bad if you get official boy scout pants they t- they make it look like you are having you're just sporting massive wood <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> so there you go I mean, maybe maybe this whole problem has been the pants I think so. I think that I think a lot of the a lot of the negativity towards scouting comes from just a a, a misconception of uh, this. This podcast might become like the fastest, quickest download popularity because uh, people are trying to get that word out there. You know what about the the scouting pants? I think scouting pants. You know, people get their breaking news from podcasts nowadays. I don't know if you got that. I, I didn't know. That's how I found out Pacquiao got knocked out. <laughs> uh, I guess, but we don't uh, know if that's true. I know. Nor do we know if this pants thing's true. But no, I like the pants thing is true. Okay. I will tell you that. I okay. know that the pants thing is true. I have okay. to go get non-regulation. It pants is more believable that the pants are the reason to negative issues with the scouting than it is that Manny Pacquiao. That's. I would like to be Manny Pacquiao to have that type of notoriety. Oh, dude, he's. Just he's just so good, and then he's in politics in his hometown, and he like has a show and he sings. That's crazy. The, the dude does everything. So if he got knocked out once, he's had a illustrious career. He should just step away. The Philippines still loves him. Shut up and sing. Just sing and do politics, buddy. That's funny. We love you. Um. So what's your favorite part about Portland? Gosh. Uh. I I really enjoy the tattooed ladies. Okay. Enjoy that. That's nice. I enjoy the food. That's good. Uh, the food is just incredible. Now um, uh, let's see. I enjoy the I enjoy the Max a lot. Right. A lot. A lot. Less since they turned off the Fairless areas. 
Oh well, I'm I'm playing dumb on that right now. Oh, it's a physician still fearless. I don't. I just moved here. Okay. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I, I publicly put that out. I there. know. Trimet likes to listen to this. I'm sure we've got a lot of bus drivers. Oh, good. Well, yeah. If you see a short little cherub-looking guy, I didn't pay. In the official Boy Scout shorts. I will never wear those shorts ever again <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> I love scouting, well, and if I had a kid, you know, I would you put say his that, ass in scouting. And then there's gonna be an improv group that comes through, and they're like, "Hey, Richie, come help us out." And then they're going to be like, so here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Boy Scout, and you're like, I'm in. Oh, God. There was a, <laughs> you're already in the shorts, and therefore, they're like, I'm in. When I was in L.A., uh, the first time I went to L.A., uh, I, I did a character called Dickie Rasmussen, and I wore a Boy Scout outfit, and I wore tiny little Boy Scout shorts, and I pretended I was 10 years old, and I just did some of the most foul misogynistic jokes as a 10-year-old boy. How did that act go over with the crowd? <laughs> they loved it. Wow. They loved it and loved it, loved it. and uh, uh, Hollywood. It's something. It's different. <laughs> so they got really excited, and the girl right before me, like, was whistling, like, was showing, showcasing her whistling talent. So it wasn't like I was like, okay, this isn't exactly upper echelon comedy show. R- right. Okay. So speaking of that, like, what got you into the uh, the comedy scene? Did you uh, start out here in this area? Did you end up moving to L.A.? What happened? I, uh, honestly, the, the first... I turned 21, and I knew I wanted to do stand-up. I did. Um, after watching Greg Fitzsimmons on Comedy Central, I saw his, his Comedy Central Presents, and I was like, I want to be... I That's it. I, I think I could be a comic. I really want to try this. And uh, so after seeing that, I turned 21, like a year later, and uh, my fr- I, I saw an ad for an open mic at Dante's, and I went to it and did the open mic and um, then started going to it ever, all the time after that. Now, is that still the one hosted by Rochelle Love? When I first do, did it, it was hosted by a guy named Randy Fisher. Okay. And he, he, when I first started, like, nine years ago, he was, he ran the amateur competition and he had a couple of rooms and then he, he did Dante's. Okay. Who's the guy that does the broiler room? The boiler room? That's Kevin Michael Moore. Okay. Yeah, he's... Good guy. He he's also part of uh he's the really it's like the best sketch group in town is a uh, third floor. Okay. And he's a part of that. Okay. So huh. I love the third floor. Those guys are good. There's a sketch group in town called the Third Floor. That's interesting because I I think there was a uh, another group called Third Rail, but hmm. it was not sketch. I think they were like live performance. No, this is definitely live performance. But they're yeah they're great. Yeah. They're very, very good and funny. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, um, and now, now, he, yeah, he runs the longest-running open mic in Portland now. Is uh, Kevin Michael Moore in the Boiler Room? That's wow. Okay, going on ten years, probably. <sighs> yeah, I think going on ten years. That's good. That's yeah. good. I've uh, I remember seeing some people. That, I mean, it's graduated some people. You know. Yeah. Like uh, Funches used to show up there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Nath- Carmel, Nathan Brandon. Nathan Brandon, he is, but he is just doing really great recently. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's really accepting his voice and uh, running with it. Yeah, it's great. So, well, that's cool. So you're part of this up and coming, burgeoning comic scene that we have in Portland. Yeah, accepting it swell. So I love it, man. I, yeah, it's what I do. We're, we're keeping you in the picture because I still want to get more dialogue on kind of what what you're thinking of comedy, what brought you to comedy, and. Mm-hmm. But we can kind of bring Portland more into the perspective and say, um, it's got it's got a scene that's changing. I mean, right? If you came here ten years ago, it was all about Harvey's. It it was, and, and it, uh, yeah. it's more than likely. I mean, all about helium. 
Well, I just did Harvey's, so I, I will say I do. I like both clubs for different reasons. Yeah, uh, I'm being as political as possible right now. Right. Uh, well, I, that's cool. So you, I like money. So, so, but yeah, so you you managed to to be a part of Harvey's now. Uh, they yep. have a nice club. Yeah, they just remodeled it, and it's got a history. It does have a history, and you know, um, it's a it's, it's a cool club. I, I've I've done it for I've done it for as long as I've been a comic. It was like about a year after I I first opened Mike. So I was hosting at Harvey's. Staying apolitical on that, um, helium has appeared on the market. Whether or not it's overshadowed or overtaken, I, it probably does feed some different niche. Well, yeah. If uh, well, if you just if you want to go see a comedy show, you go to Harvey's. It'll, it's it's a comedy show. But if you're gonna go see like if you want to see a specific comic, th- then you would you would go to a helium. Okay. Like if you want to, uh, oh, Kevin Nealon's in town. Well, you go to Helium and see him. Like, oh, Tommy Chong's in town. You go to Helium. Okay, I got you. But if you want, like, like ah, I'm, I'm in town. I want to see a comedy show. There's no one specific. Then you go to you go to Harvey's. Okay. Well, that's well, that's really good, man. I'm uh, I'm a political science guy. That was a very diplomatic uh, answer. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, Happy to be diplomatic. It's good. And, you know, because normally I'm not. I'm I have a loose <laughs> mouth. Well, so. uh, well, that's part of comedy. I mean, the, I do realize it's unedited Portland, but people do somewhat edit themselves in the sense that there's everyone I've interviewed has a personality, has a public persona. Right. They have to protect. You know, it's an identity. It. My very first guest was Lee Feldman. Talked about his name because his name's Lee Feldman. He books everybody's Lee Feldman. His thing's Lee Feldman. And I go, well, let's talk about behind Lee Feldman the man. Or behind the name, the man. And he was like, wait, th- they're different? <laughs> and then he realized later he talked about it being a brand, and it is a brand, you know. Yeah, if you, when your persona is a brand, you know, Sean Jordan came on the show. You know, Sean Jordan's becoming a brand. I think it's actually a brand you can wear, but that's the whole thing. Sean Jordan is a brand you could wear? <laughs> Isn't like that? Sean John? Or Sean John, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, you know, it's why. It's all it, hoodies. It is. That would be good. He, Whoa. If he would sell hoodies and and He and needs hats. to talk to Puff Daddy and say, can I do Sean Jordan's by Sean John? They're just hoodies. I I think he, I think you just made him a million dollars. Let's cheers, Mike's. All right, awesome. all right, there we go. That was good. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, all right. Well, that's ten percent to us, so we might be able to retire on Sean Jordan. I that hope nice. so. Good he times. Has, he's he's gonna have some big old coattails. Hopefully, he can just <laughs> yeah. slide on them. Just you know? be comfortable in his mm-hmm. hoodies. Just be comfortable. Just be cash. <laughs> just be cash. Just exactly. be cash. Keep a cash player. Mm-hmm. That's right, player. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but, yeah, so Portland, it has a unique character. I mean, we have to accept the rain uh, in this uh-huh. department, in this area of town. But it's great. I mean, the rain's good because we get all the nice lush greenness because of it. Right. So I love it. I don't mind the rain at all. Yeah. I, it, I don't it, get people to complain about the rain. It's just, it's silly. It's a waste of time. At the same time, though, it's like, it. you know, we have to deal with that. So there's this weird element where certain shows, certain bands, certain comedians – can draw a crowd despite any weather. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain things, shows that people will like to go to, but it does seem somewhat like seasonally dependent at times. Well, yeah, that is that is true. And it's it, usually for comedy, for stand-up comedy especially, it's bad weather is great. If there is a is there, if there's a bunch of bad weather, people stay in their houses and they're like, "Ah, I got to get out." And so usually if it's a really crappy day, you you'll have a better show than if it's a really nice day. Okay. But it's easier to stay out at the river or go barbecuing. When it's You're tired. Degrees. You spent your entire day outside enjoying the sun. When there's no sun, you want to go out at night and party. And you know, Portland has a pretty amazing drinking culture. 
I mean, we have Barfly magazine and everything else like that. It's 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 pretty impressive the the drinking culture here. So people like to go out anyway. Yeah. On the inverse, though, if it's nice for too long, that will also bring people out. Real like if it's like really hot for five days. <laughs> right. That fifth day, people are like, I don't want to go out in the sun anymore. Yeah. I want to stay in, and then they they're in movies all the time. and comedy. Mm-hmm. And, and then okay. they go out and they do comedy. Okay, yeah. I dig it. I dig it. So. Uh, Recently, I seen you at the blue the Blue Monk. Is, yeah, my variety show. Is that is that still continuing? Yes, yeah, uh, I have one more show this Monday, and then after that, we're taking a break for the the holidays, and then we're going to start back up again. But I love that show. At okay, the Blue Monk, my, so out of the Blue Variety Show. So that's going to be Monday. Monday, and it starts at nine thirty, and it's um I think the next one will be the well the next one is. December 17th, and then we're going to take the, a break, and then the second week of January, we're starting up again. Okay. That's good, man. Yeah, I'm going to have this up, I mean, relatively, 45 minutes-ish. Cool. Well, you know, yeah. come on out. We have a... It's it's the most varied variety act in Portland, That's I will tell you, and it's cool. I, and I usually put a, a few in there that are like, what? What am I watching? I yeah. usually have one or two of them, and uh, and then it, I just have some amazing act. There's this girl, Elle, that has been dancing... Uh, and does this glow in the dark dance that I swear is just incredible. I'm 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 lucky every time I get her to come on. That's pretty cool. <laughs> get her. Get her. I meant to come on. Come on now. Um so the whole point is Portland is this thriving community of kind of survivor culture cuz if sure. you if you had to run from the rain you've already ran. Mm-hmm. And when I when I used to take classes I used to like spring because all these people that didn't take classes in winter show back up. Like all these people that have been gone all of a sudden are back and they're all just like roaming campus with, you know, nice summer dresses, you know, tank tops. Like it's kind of like, it's this interesting feel you hit fall. Right. Everyone moved here from some other town. Oh, and then they start, they like, I just can't believe it. here. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so, so nasty. So, well, in September it's nice. So for like a month they're like, this is great. And then they're gone. Mm-hmm. So if you take classes in the winter in Portland, there's nobody. It's like 30 people to 50. Really? Oh, it's crazy. Cause That's awesome. Because everyone bolts, and then a few of them come back in the spring. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, the so the people that are here perennially are the survivors. We we accept the dominion of the weather, you know. I love it. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand these people that gripe about the weather. Oh, it's so cold. It's like just... Put on a coat. We invented not a, up. I don't know if you know this, but we invented this invention. It's called a coat. And you wear it, <laughs> you and wear you're it, fine. And you're fine. Yeah. It's amazing. And you can tell who's who's not from here when I see them with a, an umbrella. I'm like, <laughs> umbrella. Yeah, you're well, not the, from here. Yeah, because if the wind picks up, that umbrella's worthless. Yeah, it's yeah, it, no, it's it's yeah. adorable. Sometimes when you see tourists coming around exactly. here and they're trying to deal with the weather, or when you see foreign li- uh, when you see out of state license plates, and it's like it's the first time they've ever driven in rain. Right, it oh. blows my mind. Yeah. You know, driving so slow on they the almost highway. Almost like have to pull over. Do I have mm-hmm. to push? Do I push in this weather? I, forget. I don't understand. This, Should this I wait till it stops raining? Like, right. But abandoned you know, our cars. Rain, our rain is not that bad in comparison to like the South. Like if I lived in Louisville, Kentucky for ten months. Wait, the real Kentucky? I lived in actual I, Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, I thought it would be good for comedy. I thought it would be a good place that I can like a central location that I could tour from. Right. And it was the biggest mistake I think I've ever made. My roommate did, was crap, and the, the did you experience moonshine? I uh, well, I experienced moonshine before I went there. <laughs> I, that happens. <laughs> on the road, I think I had that in uh, Montana, actually. Wait, That's so so what kind of a road trip have you taken for comedy's sake? Um, I well, 
I've done a bunch of things. I used to just be on the road. I lived on the road for years and years and years until I got a giant hemorrhoid and decided I needed to not tour as much. Uh, but I have performed comedy and been paid to perform comedy in every state in the continental U.S. And uh, I have, let's see, there was one time I crossed the country, like, what, like eight times in two months, like, on a bus. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> what's your favorite room in Iowa? My, what's my favorite room in Iowa? I played this place uh, in Clinton, Iowa. Uh, it was this little bar in the middle of nowhere. It was a really great show. I remember that. And uh, I also remember after the show, I asked this guy. I was like, hey, man, I don't, I'm kind of on a weed. You, you know, maybe if you can talk to you, like you're a weed dealer for me. And he's like, sure. And he comes back and gives me like, and I give him $20 and he like palms me Coke. He palms me $20 in Coke. And I'm like, ah, because I don't like Coke. I don't, and I just don't want to fuck with my heart. And so I, I try to give it back to him and try to take my 20. He's like, I'm not fucking around here, man. I'm like, then just take the Coke and take the 20. I'm like, I paid someone $20 not to give me Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that happened in Iowa. I, I don't know. Iowa is pretty cool. You know what I love about Iowa is they have this really kick-ass truck stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really big. And you should have taken a photo. If Instagram was popular, then you probably would have had an Instagram of it. I, you know, I'm. You would have had the I'm greatest so Instagram the account ever. If oh, you traversed great. the country eight times in two years. I mean, well, well, no, I, I traversed it way more than that. Well, I've crossed the country well over twenty times. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous for a while it was because i had a gig in um baton rouge louisiana and so i would i would every six months i would have to get myself to baton rouge louisiana sometimes i had gigs in between there sometimes i didn't but i just didn't want to lose that booking so i would constantly like i there's a couple times i bust two days two days there two days back to baton rouge louisiana to do the baton rouge funny bone wow yeah wow uh, so I'd often, <laughs> that was, that was kind of crazy. So, so now do you feel like there's enough in this region that you can kind of hang tight in this area or what's going on with comedy for you regionally? Um, just artistically, I decided, oh gosh, that sounded so douchey. Uh, okay. I, I like being in town. I wanted to have a normal life for a little bit. I was literally living in a car and it was, and I was sleeping too regularly at, at rest stops and I'm just like I'm too used to this life and I'm sick I was just sick all the time so I decided I'm just gonna take a moment and just come back and write and stuff like that and then I got hooked up with a cabaret and then I fell in love with doing like cabarets and burlesque and vaudeville and stuff and then I got hooked up with uh Sinferno which made me want to stay in town and uh, yeah I just uh, and then I started writing movies and stuff right which was kind of where I was going with that um the region has this comedy scene we've talked about but then it's got this kind of growing underground film market oh yeah and I love it and they're uh developing i mean movies that are straight to dvd some have small release it, it, some have only internet but the idea isn't about you know the release more than whatever the message is or the point of the movie or the hilarity of the movie yeah, and, and you've recently made a movie. I've made two now. And what what are the the titles so far? Uh, Dive was the first one, and it was a uh, for the forty eight hour film fest, um, and that was a lot of fun. It, we got we drew drama, and because we knew we could throw humor into any script we got, it, and then they we got drama. So we're like, all right. So we wrote a we wrote a really kind of a little too epic um, story about uh, this guy getting a bar and it slowly dying. 
and so uh, there's that. <laughs> a depressing tale. It was really depressing. It, 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 yeah, and then the second one we made, which I'm very, very proud of, is called Horrorgasm. And uh, it was uh, for a 72-hour um, film fest called Guignol Fest, and it was specifically horror. So you had to draw a subgenre of horror, and we drew erotic. And so <laughs> it was like, oh, I really didn't want that, but there was a, uh, there was a couple other ones I didn't want to get to. So I was like, screw it. We got erotic. Let's do this. And so we made this crazy slasher horror film called Horrorgasm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it does, and I mean, you don't want to spoil anything. Really. No, but it, it, someone has actually passed out from watching it. Yes. So. And I came to that person's aid. You I, came to that person's aid. You <laughs> did. At, I, yeah. That ironically, was, at the Blue Monk non-comedy show that night, like, no, it was comedy, but I'm saying. There's usually, there's usually two comedians every show. And there's usually nobody passing out, is all I'm saying. That guy has become a very loyal fan of the show. Really? He's, he H- comes, how did his Andrew, wounds heal? He's okay. He's cool. Good. Cool. The the goose egg went away. The goose egg went away. He's a he's a pretty nice guy. He actually wants to help promote the show and like he's in marketing. I bet, man. We saved his life. And, <laughs> nobody, and nobody took his wallet. And I had a tab, so I know. Fair game. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about. I don't yeah. think about stealing. I know. Ah, uh, he wasn't passed out long enough. He kind of came too. Yeah, quickly. he kind of he just convulsed. But anyway, very proud. That was just a moment of just sheer chest puffiness. Is when he when a man passed out. Due to the gore of your horrorgasm show. Due, due to the horrorgasm gore. And a mutual friend of ours, Iris, helped you out with some of the special effects. Iris Gorman is a very talented effects uh, effects lady. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my buddy Tab did the digital effects, and uh, Chris Rhodes is the director. Okay. He's yeah, he's uh, been real good. He's been real fun. He's the one that hooked me up with all this jazz. Somebody get that phone. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Uh, the funny part is, every time I think they hear most of this, they really don't. Like, no, yeah. Because the directness of the mics. So right. It's pretty funny. Well, so, I mean, a little more about Portland, I suppose, before we, we tail in this thing. Um, Alrighty. You mentioned tattoos. I love tattoos. I need more. Music, comedy. Do you have any? Do you have any funny tattoos? I, well, I have kind of because I just messed up. <laughs> That's it. I don't. All I have is my arm is half sleeved, and it's like kind of a tiki Hawaiian theme because I was spending so much time in like Michigan and Milwaukee in the middle of winter. I was like, I wanted summer paradise on my arm, so I asked this guy to make me a little tiki party, and he totally screwed up. <laughs> well, basically, he he did like a couple tattoos, and totally the placement was all wrong, and so I. Uh, and then I was just stuck with this girl on my arm and then this half of a palm tree and then this weird little tiki thing. Uh, I actually, and then he vanished. That tattoo artist vanished. And this was in San Diego. So then I come back up to Portland. I do a show and nobody shows up to the show. So this guy cancels and he gets so razzed by the community, by the Portland community, about you didn't pay your performers. This is ridiculous. He's like, hey, man, I don't have any money, but how can we make this right? And I go, I have a disgusting tattoos on my arm that I need to look better. So how about you pay me in tattoo work? Cause I know, you know, a tattoo artist that's pretty good. And he's like, okay. So then, uh, because I didn't do a show, I got paid in tattoo work and then he covered it all up. Um, so that was nice. And then I have a huge Dallas quote on my back. I have this the huge paragraph, and then the banner wraps around both my arms. So what do you think about ironic, funny tattoos? Is that, is that a good idea? Like, what if a joke dies, you know? Well, you know, it's it's about making the timeless joke, I, I guess, guess, at that right? point. I saw once I was uh, uh, was on a concert, and uh, this girl had, remember those old, the phone, uh, the T-Mobile sidekicks? 
Okay, totally. totally. Remember those? Yeah. They were right before the iPhone, where where they were like. I think I was on Verizon, so we didn't have that. I had mm-hmm. the the LGs kind of thing, uh-huh. but I remember the Sidekicks. The Sidekicks were huge, and they were just like they were, they were the precursor to the. They followed the razor. Went from razor. They followed, and then then to and then everyone started going to iPhone and smarter phones. But yeah. there was a girl who had a oh god, it was so it was such a stupid nearsighted tattoo. She had a Sidekick with little angel wings on her back. Wow. Like. Her tech, the technology is outdated, and that she still has that. But what nasty. if she? I mean, it's it is almost more hipster to have the sidekick than if she had a tattooed an iPhone, right? Well, yeah, because everyone would have been like, "That's the three GS." But then why don't you go full hipster and get like the gray block phone with wings on it or something like that? Those ones that weighed fifty right. pounds, you can knock your kids out with. Because the stripper at Union Jacks already has that. Boom. Nice. All right. Oh yeah. So it's time for America's fastest growing in popularity game. A.K.A. Questions with Mikkel. Questions with Mikkel. It's pretty quick. It's pretty easy. All right. It's all about Portland. Now, I, I wikipedia Portland earlier just okay. to kind of help. And it said that Portland is at the confluence of two rivers. Can you name for me both rivers that would create the, the border between Portla- Portland and Vantucky? Uh, Columbia and Willamette? That is correct. Yeah. We're at the convergence columbia and the willamette rivers and speaking of that it talked about major industry and right there at that near vantucky at that convergence is a lot of industry but it named a specific raw material refining industry that is pretty popular and (laughs) and is is a major suburban uh, heroin use is a major (laughs) industry in portland what raw material refining Industry is a major industry in Oregon, oh, in the Portland area. Well, wouldn't that be lumber? I will allow you to use lumber because the second most profitable business was uh, the Warehouse Corporation. Um, okay. But uh, it's actually steel. You know, I was I was thinking in my head yeah, steel, and Oregon then I steel. didn't. We have steel. But that's cool, man. Oregon steel, duh. But um, it's it's got a new name anyway. That's why I kind of left that one. There's two industries we have locally. And you can consider lumber refined. We refine wood too sometimes. We, I guess, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll when I heard that. raw material, They're I was both thinking raw. raw wood. And anyway, it was iron because I couldn't just say raw material because with the process, so it had to be refined. Right. I realized because the process of steel is is processing iron. That's fine. But I, I give both. I give both credit actually because they were they were Partial they were both number one, number two industries. Okay. Um. Question three, final question oh. for the plugs portion, which we've we've visited, but we still get to revisit. Sure. Um, what sports announcer, formerly of the Trailblazers, coined the phrase "Rip City"? Oh wow! Also featured on standard TV and appliance ads. Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel like a jerk because I. I I don't know. I don't know. I know the Rip I'm, City, baby. I know. I know the guy. I know the guy, but I don't know the name because I'm so not a sports dude. Portland's yeah. Bill Shonley. Bill Shonley. Bill See, I wouldn't Shonley. Have, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't have known that. But I feel like a douche. But as, I, as a I, local I, icon and as a, a vocal actor, mm-hmm. he can now join your lexicon as Portland knowledge. And thank you again for playing questions with Mikkel. Well, thank you. Um, plugs portion. What 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 things do you want to remind the people to? Oh, uh, things that I am doing. Well, of course, there is the Out of the Blue Variety Show every Monday at 
I'm going to take a little break, but then it'll be back in January. So please come. We love uh, we love people. And it's a real fun show. And then every other weekend, uh, every other Sunday, I'm uh, I'm at Sinferno uh, with the Go-Go's and the, and the very, very talented people at Sex Industry Night at Dante's. So, All right. So today's arbitrary question. Okay. Is who's the funniest person oh. to ever hail from Portland? The funniest, funniest person to ever hail from Portland. Oh man, that Mr. Richie Stratton, comedian. Okay, I'll, I'll, it could be me. I'm I'm good with that. I don't know. Uh, that's from here or that started comedy here? Because I mean, there's participated some com- in any form of comedy here. The funniest person that claims any. Regional connection. Oh gosh. Well, there's of course Augie Smith, and then you know Dwight Slade, and these guys. I I appreciate your time. Thank you, Richie Stratton, for being on the show. The answer is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, okay. Rowdy Roddy Piper. That is. I. Okay. You have a great day, man. Appreciate your time. Hey, thanks. No problem, buddy. Thanks for having me. Been here all day of my life. Works good and queer. I be old with my sight. Some will share, others do as they like. Some your flesh them want here with them.